Hey everybody and welcome back to the Small Town Nerdcast. I'm your host Brian and welcome to episode 16 of the Small Town Nerdcast. Uh, Last week we talked about ID10T Error, which was a great comic. The Kickstarter is still going on right now, so head over to my Twitter or you can go to Kickstarter and search ID10T, you know, like idiot, and then Error. E-R-R-O-R, error, error, error. Anywho, sorry, I'm just all over the place in my brain right now. Uh, What are we going to talk about today, man? So the comics that I've picked up, I haven't read yet, so we can't review any of those. I have, however, seen The Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, and there's some other people, Colin Farrell and others, among others. And so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that after everything is said and done. But a little bit about what's been going on in my life. So we're finally done with, or I say we're done with the move, but we're pretty much done moving now. Everything that we wanted to bring over from the old house is now over. We had a garage sale last weekend and pretty much got rid of everything at least the big furniture like my big thing was i wanted to get rid of the furniture because that's stuff i didn't want to store or hold on to and pretty much everything that's left of the little things can all fit in one garbage bag or a donation bag we we do want to donate it instead of just throwing away because you know our things that we don't want might be useful for someone else so hopefully that's the case so we're gonna go probably take that to either the women's crisis center in town or we could drive up into houston to like goodwill so that's the plan to do with the little stuff sorry big breath because i was trying to think and stall for time but um we have the old place until the end of april which is coming right up we need to go over there clean because it still smells like cats (laughs) See, in the new house, cats are now outside cats. We're not letting them in the house because we don't want the new house to smell like how the old house did. Because although the old house did smell like old house, it smelled like old house with the added smell of cats. And I freaking hate cats. Like, I love cats. I like to pet them. I like how they enjoy being petted. I do not like their smells. (laughs) That is the thing I don't like about cats. So our cats being outside cats, perfect. And we have a covered patio, so they have a decent shelter. Like We also put a little cat house out there for them to sleep in and run to when they get scared. So they're doing pretty well, man. And like we don't feel terrible about them being outside now. And they've finally like adapted to like the wild well the wilds of the fenced-in backyard (laughs) so things things have been going good uh also this weekend so the garage sale was on sunday which shout out to my drama-filled community uh we posted basically in the like facebook marketplace on the town chat group and like on our regular feed and everything and just put put the word out that hey we're having a garage sale on sunday which i didn't know but everyone who showed up was like that's really cool and interesting that you would have a garage sale on a sunday and i'm just thinking to myself lady i'm busy every other day of the freaking week this was the only (laughs) like 
everyone was like astonished we were doing it on a Sunday, but lo and behold, it was the only day we could do a garage sale. But yeah, we put a bunch of fillers out on Facebook and man, the people, like I said, we pretty much got rid of everything. So everyone came out um, with the money that we were able to collect, man, it, it felt good. It felt like we won garage sale. <laughs> so that felt really good. But the reason why we couldn't do it on Saturday was because on Saturday, my son had his first baseball game. And my son, if you don't remember, is autistic. So he joined what's called the Challenger League, which is a baseball league designed for uh, children with special needs. And it ranges from all ages. So it's not just kids his age that he's on a team with. It's kids from, I think, kindergarten through, I, I think, high school. So, and there were some older kids out there on one, man, I think he had like a full beard and everything, man. He was tall too. This this kid had to been like 6'2", six, 6'5", six, or something. Skinny, like lanky, but man, he was huge. And like they, were, they play on a little league field and he got a hold of one and it went about halfway into the outfield. So it was a decent hit. Um... So it was kind of cool, you know, uh, I've never, like, I've known of Challenger League, but I've never played or watched anyone play in the Challenger League, which I feel really bad about because one of my cousins, uh, before she passed away, was a part of the Challenger League, and her picture was on the fence because she passed away here recently, and they were paying tribute to her, had her uh, picture on, like, offense like a little memorial which was really great to see and uh, like I feel bad because like while I knew she was special needs like she was wheelchair bound uh, among other things and I guess it just never dawned on me that she would be doing that or like I don't, I don't know you know well one I also didn't talk much to that family or hung out much with that family but I kind of regret it man but getting to see RJ participate in that and laugh and have fun like if you guys follow me on instagram small town nerd cast you could see the pictures that i posted from that weekend and he was loving every moment of it he was playing in the dirt he he got to run he even was a part of like two defensive plays like a ball came rolling right to him and he stopped what he was doing looked up and grabbed it and threw it back to the pitcher. Now, granted, he was first baseman. He probably should have stepped on first base. But you know what? I was just so, like, elated that he stopped the ball with his bare hands. He doesn't like wearing a glove right now. And then threw it back to the pitcher. Like, that was pretty dope. Uh, the second defensive play, he was a little less aware of what was going on. <laughs> he, he still... Picked the ball up, but he just like was like, okay, I've lost interest. And he just threw it in a random direction. But, you know, he got one good play out of it. And really, out of like professional athletes, that's all you ask for is one good play. <laughs> uh, for batting, he batted off a tee. I was trying to tell the girl, like he has a helper, and you'll see that in the photos if you go to my Instagram. Uh, they, they're called buddies, and they all help the players and everything. But parents are welcome to join if they want to. So I was, I don't know, like, I, not like, I feel bad saying like, I didn't want RJ to be someone else's burden, but like, I knew maybe he would feel more comfortable if I was out there with him. And I, I feel like that was the right call. And also I didn't want him to be someone else's burden, <laughs> but you'll see here in the picture. She was great. I was trying to tell her though, like RJ will swing a bat. 
Like, that's not an issue. But she decided to help him anyway. And then, boy, did he start running, man. He he enjoyed the running part of it all. He was laughing. He had a good old time. Opening ceremonies went better than I expected. For him to, like, stand in one spot for, man, it had to have been well over 30 minutes. I was, I was impressed. Like, RJ did very well. I was worried about putting him in to baseball one because we've never really done it before like he's never really batted or like i mean he's thrown balls but nothing like a baseball or worn a baseball glove while he didn't wear a baseball glove or a helmet because he well one he doesn't really like things on his head but and he's never worn one before he like he hates helmets i guess he just hates the way they fit over his head or something i don't know but you know, he did really well. I was very surprised. Like, the day before. Because <laughs> Casey kind of surprised me with setting him up for this, uh, the Challenger League. So, we ran to Walmart. And this was literally, like, two days before the game. And I grabbed a tee. Because we were so busy with the move. That's why we forgot, you know. So, I grabbed a baseball tee and a bat and a tee ball and a glove. And I was like... We, he come gets out of school when he, he first thing he wants to do is go to the backyard. I was like, all right, that's the easy part. Get him to the backyard. Now the hard part. I set the ball in the tee. And I said, hey, you want to hit it with the bat? And like instinct, dude, this kid grabs the bat, goes up and just smacks the shit out of the ball. And I was so happy. I was like, all right, like this is going to work because instinctively hitting things with a stick is fun. <laughs> and so I was like. Like, yeah, we got this. And then I tried to put the glove on, and the glove was an immediate no-go. At the baseball game for the Challenger League, he did try it on and kind of left it on for, like, five seconds before he was like, "Mm, no, don't like that. And then I tried to show him, oh, you could put dirt in it, RJ. And so, like, oh, glove is great. Glove holds dirt, and you like dirt. And he used it as a shovel with two hands versus putting it on his hand and shoveling it that way so we're we're learning but at that age man even i was playing in dirt um so like i'm not worried and it's just fun you know everyone's kid there is on some level of the spectrum or disabled in some way so like everyone kind of understands like this isn't competitive this isn't something like like we're rooting for everyone to do well and we're rooting for everyone to have fun because you know this is their chance to get to enjoy a game where most able-bodied kids excel at and would feel like our kids get in the way of things you know like and it, it sounds mean and sad to say but i feel like that's how people would be man i used to umpire and like those parents for like able-bodied kids are terrifying like i remember i used to well i umpired all ages from like six and under which was like t-ball and coach pitch all the way up to um like junior high like right before high school because one well i mean actually no i i did umpire high school level aged girls but like i didn't umpire for like high school so umpiring in itself is like a whole thing you know you have different levels and then you also have different organizations that umpire back when i did it it was like u triple sa it was asa and then it was like the t something else which was the high school was under like and it wasn't called uil it was something else 
but I was an ASA softball umpire and I did, like I said, like six and under all the way up to 18 and under. And, you know, when you're like six and eight and under, it's fun. Like usually six and under parents get it. Like parents understand like, oh, my kid's six. Like we're just here to have fun. And yet they still have tournaments for them, which I don't understand. Eight and under, it starts getting weirdly competitive because, and I say weirdly because there's not good. <laughs> you know, there's the, there's the few kids that can bat, but really you're not a standout athlete unless you can catch the ball. And usually that person is your first baseman because that's where all the balls are getting thrown to is first base because you're trying to get it out there. So that's usually your best player at that age group. Then you have 10 and under, which is the absolute worst age group to um, umpire for. Because that's when, you know, the girls have a little bit more skill. They're actually pitching at that age. And the parents are just awful, man. Um, you know, because one, their girls are all angels. And they're also the best players on the field. And how dare you not call anything a strike when their girl is clearly four to five inches out of, out of the strike zone. Like I would get all kinds of angry parents at me or calls were close at bases and stuff. And I didn't go whatever way, whatever team wanted me to go. They'd be really pissed off. I've even had to throw out like one guy. I remember I threw him out of the game and he was in the stands. I even told the coaches before I was like, because I was getting heckled for just stupid crap, man. And I was like only like eight. I think I was 18 at the time anyway. And this was 10 and under. 10 and under. And I told I brought both coaches aside. And I said, look, I don't want to start yelling at people. like, And I don't want people yelling at me. So I want you to tell your parents they need to chill with it. Because the next person who gets out of line, we're going to throw them out. And the coaches just kind of scoffed like I was some funny little kid. And then one of the parents mouthed off. And I told him, get out of here. Don't want to hear it from you. You need to get out. And I said, you don't have to leave the field. You go out in the outfield. But I will throw you out of the whole fields if you, like, cross me. You know, I man, I that's probably the most disciplined and angry I've ever been to someone older than me. But, hey, I'm the umpire. That's my shit, you know. <laughs> 12 and under one, too bad because the girls were... A lot more skilled, so it was easier to call balls and strikes because they were more predictable, you know. And like for the 10 and under girls, like you might have one pitcher who was really good, but everyone else, like, God, they were trying their best and the ball would be going all over the place. 12 and under, they get a little bit better. 14 and under is even better. And then once you get into 16, it's it's, it's game on, man, because like those girls are solid. They've been playing for quite a few years. The pitchers know what they're doing. It's great, man. But like, I just remember the verbal abuse being like the worst part, and which kind of brings us to our first story that I wanted to bring up was in Atlanta. This girl, her name was Christy. She got freaking hit in the face, man. Um, she posted like a black eye on social media and she got it because apparently she quote unquote blew a blew a call at a 12, a 12 and under softball game, man. So like people were just, I dude, I don't know, man. Like this girl got a black eye, a freaking black eye for a game, you know? And it's just, 
it's not even worth it, like money wise. Apparently, she was making forty dollars a game when I did. It, I only made twenty, and um, apparently, she called a runner safe, which everyone thought that the runner should have been out. A mother, or no, it was a parent. Sorry, I, I thought it said a mother. A parent began screaming at her, telling her that she's cheating, and then um, apparently later, after everything had settled down. This freaking um, parent, I guess, met her off the field and, like, started an altercation and punched her in the freaking face, man. Like, that's crazy shit, dude. And, like, the article that I was reading, there was another one that comes out afterwards that says apparently umpires have been leaving in droves. And I don't blame them, dude. Who wants to deal with that shit? Especially for that age group, man. Like, that's... Like, people getting pissed and trying to fight you, that's, like, professional-level type shit, you know, where the teams actually matter and get paid tons of money. These girls aren't going to remember some stupid game when they were 12 years old. It's not like you... And you weren't even, like, at a major tournament. Like, this isn't the World Series of Softball. This isn't a national tournament. Like, this is just league play, or this is, like, a local tournament. Like, get out of here with that shit, man. But... Yeah, no, it's crazy. Umpiring was crazy. It was a lot of fun, though. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and sometimes I even think about going back to umpire because, one, it's a cool way to, like, get involved with the community, and, two, I was, I thought I was pretty damn good at it, despite what some parents thought a few times. Anyway, yeah, so that was our weekend. RJ had a blast doing Challenger Baseball. We sold a bunch of shit, and it was great, man. So let's talk a little bit more about some nifty nerd news, and then we'll talk about the Batman later. Or at least my thoughts on it. I, don't, I try not to spoil too much, so if you haven't seen it yet, it's on HBO Max. So you should go watch it. There's no excuse for you not to have seen it. And it took me three days to watch it in its entirety because, you know, I got a busy life. I can't just just sit and watch movies all day. I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to qualify at that job. Once I'm qualified, then I'll have time to watch movies all day. But anyway, so the big news, man, is Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Like, he owns Twitter now. It was like $45 billion and some outrageous amount like that, which, I mean, that money probably could have been used better elsewhere. But, you know, whatever. Um, what does this mean? I have no freaking clue. If you had stock in Twitter... He bought the company out for more than it was worth, so maybe you made a bit of a profit on that. So, hey, that's, that's cool for you, but um, I don't know, man. Only time will tell. I, I have a weird, like, I'm not 100% sure on Elon Musk. It seems like he does some good, good things, and then it seems like he does really questionable things. And I don't know if this is one of those questionable things or one of these good things. We're going to have to see. Um, other news, um, if you like sharing your next Netflix account, that might not be going on much longer. Um, Netflix seems to want to crack down on account sharing between people. And I'm not trying to say I do do it, which I do, but I don't do it. <laughs> or like, um, yeah, people do it all the time, man. Nowadays, Netflix is like $20 to have like the pre I guess it's like your premium like 4k streaming on up to four TVs is like $20 a month which is outrageous but because I share with my family we upgraded to the 
four screens and whatever. Like, if it comes down to that they're going to get rid of it, why am I going to pay for the four screens anymore? So, at minimum, I'm going to, like, downgrade my account to the cheapest one. Or, like, because even, like, the regular HD streaming is good. Like, like, you can barely, to me, and maybe it's because my TVs haven't been that great until recently... I couldn't tell the difference between 4K streaming and just regular HD streaming. So I was like, I wasn't missing out. Plus, mainly I'm watching anime and cartoons. So it's not like the 4K is going to give me the optimal anime viewing. (laughs) But I don't know, man. And then now with all those woes, Netflix is like apparently going to be canceling a bunch of shows and it's because people are starting to jump ship and they're losing money and things are kind of going crazy. There's reports that the employees are really upset because things are going really downhill really fast there and I'm not sure what's going on, man. I think honestly it all kind of started one from well, I think it started from other streaming services starting to catch up. You know, Disney Plus has been a big uh, contender and now that they own Hulu uh, get, grabbing Hulu in a bundle and all that is starting to hurt Netflix in fact Netflix like their main draw is their original shows you know and but like the I guess the amount of money they're putting into originals is starting to really strain the budget so to speak I don't know but after the rise of Disney Plus and other streaming platforms, like you have Paramount Plus, which I've been interested in, HBO Max, which for me now that I've been watching a lot of DC movies is like a must-have. So it's tough, man. And like even for me, like I'm getting, I'm finding it tougher and tougher to justify keeping a Netflix account, other than for like the anime and the every now and then there's a good. Netflix original that I want to watch but when I think about it I always go back to Disney plus one because of my son and two because of all the Marvel stuff that in Star Wars and all that that I like watching and then like Hulu has a lot of stuff that I rewatch on you know and then there's HBO Max which has a lot of stuff and now I downloaded Paramount plus because I wanted to watch the Halo series so I'm just unless there's something actively on Netflix that I want to watch, it's getting harder to justify keeping that. And I think a lot of people are starting, we're all having to make a choice. And a lot of people who don't have the income or, you know, the financial or the finances to dispose in the Netflix are starting, you know, to make (laughs) um, that tough decision, man. So we'll we'll see. Uh, The last bit of news, um, I thought it was kind of funny, but comes from, I, I guess, not a funny thing. So if, if, if you've been living on a rock, let me tell you, Johnny Depp and Amber, Amber Heard have been going to court again. Um, been something else, man. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. You've probably seen memes online. You've probably seen a bunch of stuff online. But one of the big things that was brought up here recently was uh, Amber Heard's lawyers were talking about how, I guess, Johnny Depp would beat her and leave bruises on her. So they they said that she, to hide the bruises, like, let the, like, like here's the proof, let me tell you. And I don't even know why they did this. They say they carry, like, Amber Heard carried 
a Milani Conceal and Perfect All-in-One Correction Kit concealer with her. I got really specific with the type of makeup she would carry. It was a type of concealer from a certain brand, which I don't understand why they got so specific with it. And what makes it crazier is the company Milani came out to say, and like this isn't a TikTok. This is the most 2020 thing. This is the most Gen Z thing I've ever seen. Um, they came out to say, and literally let the record show that the correction kit launched in 2017. However, Johnny Depp's relate in Amber Heard's relationship was from 2014 to 2016. They got divorced in 2016. And so basically the company's saying that Amber Heard is obviously is lying because the makeup that she's claiming to hide her bruises with while with her then husband Johnny Depp did not exist. <laughs> Which it's so crazy that this is happening. And I don't know if they did it because they didn't want their name drug into this case or if they were really like, no, Amber is lying and you guys need to see that. But like it's it's been insane, man. This whole I don't even know what to call it. Just a a show has just been absolutely hilarious and disgusting at the same time. Because what it seems like, and from everything I've seen online, is that Amber Heard and her lawyers are awful. Like, the lawyers are awful. Amber Heard is awful. And Johnny Depp is just fucking tired of it all. And he's giving silly answer. Like, not even, like trying to be mean or anything. he's just like done and like they're asking him really stupid questions he just gives them like stupid answers back which i mean they answer the question but it only shows just how stupid the question is by the way that johnny depp is answering it and it's just been nuts man like at this point like you know at first a lot of us were on amber heard's side because we're like yeah fuck that dude like you know like He's some raging alcoholic that beats women. We don't want that. And, I mean, he was even fired, you know, not not to be fired from all Disney stuff. And then things, you know, just started coming out. And it's like, oh, Amber was lying about this. And Amber is abusive. And she took a shit on his pillow. And she's a liar and all this stuff. And so now it's like everyone's doing all this backtracking. And Disney was, like, trying to... Like, backtrack, you'd be like, well, we welcome Johnny Depp. But Johnny Depp was like, nah, fuck Disney. I'm never coming back to Pirates of the Caribbean. And so, like, all this crazy stuff's been happening. So I don't know if you've been paying attention, but it's been amazing and horrible. And just there's tons of memes about it. And that's really what I've been on about for as long as the trial's been going. (laughs) And then the last bit of things we'll talk about is the only, like, nerdy thing that I did this past week is I finally sat down and watched the batman on hbo max um robert pattinson in my opinion brings it like i knew he was a good actor if you follow my social media way back when i was still doing the bri-fi podcast you knew excuse me that i was a fan and i was really excited to see what he would bring to the character and i knew he was a pretty decent actor i didn't know how decent um, but I knew he was pretty damn decent, man, and um, he did not disappoint at all. I loved his take on the character of Batman and on the character of Bruce Wayne. Would I say he's my favorites? I think that's a stretch. I don't think him as 
either or really stood out that much. There was a f- there were a few moments that I really liked. I think what Patrick, what Robert Pattinson does best as the character is what he did silently with the character, and like in a way, those moments to me spoke louder about the character than what he verbally said you know um and this was a very fun batman that i I say fun but what i i I mean i enjoyed this batman because of how he worked with the police and it wasn't necessarily he was working with the police but he was working with uh, jim gordon a detective jim gordon in this because this is like year two of the batman and so you know he's got his feet wet but he's still trying to figure everything out um so i enjoyed those interactions and how the cops still were kind of on the fence about him but were warming up to him which was really awesome i liked the pace of the movie although probably about three-fourths of the way in is when i finally start to feel the slowness of it all but honestly up till that point it it didn't seem like it was dragging. You were interested in what was going on. The Riddler, while his riddles to me weren't that difficult, um, they, you know, they, like, it made you, it made you feel smart for knowing what they were talking about, and like, it was like an easy solve to like a, a word riddle, but then there was a little bit more to it, like an extra layer to it, which was like the big brain stuff, you know, and so. I thought it was fun, man. I thought it was enjoyable to see this Batman be a little more crime scene detective type work stuff and figure that out. Um, the Catwoman stuff, like, it, it fit within the story, but I could have done without it and still gotten the same movie, I think, or like the same feeling of it all. But, you know, it was cool that they threw that in there and introduced that character. And I think in a way, she was designed to help Bruce not fully lose himself into the Batman. Because I think what they were trying to show us in that movie was that that's what was happening to Bruce Wayne. That he was completely losing Bruce Wayne to the Batman. Like, he he was more at home and felt he could do more good in the costume versus being quote unquote himself at Bruce Wayne in in the public eye. Like it's like he didn't know, he doesn't know how to use his money yet to help people and to help the city. He just knows how to use his fists. And so that's kind of where we're at with the movie. And that's kind of what her character helps him to see. Um, The villain Riddler really creepy, man. Like I hated him and how he how he was but i think that makes for a good villain like especially if you hate the villain and not because like oh wow that's terrible acting or something but you hate him because of who he is in this movie like if i saw this dude in real life i'd be freaking scared of him like i wouldn't want to talk to this guy because that's how creepy he was in this movie and so i i'm gonna chalk that up to he did a pretty fucking good job of being the Riddler and like the other villains of it, you get the penguin in there. There's uh what is his name? Falcone or Marconi, man, what is that gangster's name? I don't, I don't, can't remember. 
Um, like they, they always have a version of him or that person, whether male or female. And because I think the TV show did a female version or maybe she was just the new character that kind of took the place of him. I don't I don't remember. But so like it was mainly Batman dealing with gangsters until the Riddler gets involved and like the past and like the past coming to light. Basically, you know, the corruption that Gotham has faced, which has led to the city to be the way that it is. And the Riddler is kind of like in a way he's trying to be the hero, but he's doing it in a very villainous and murderous way. And so it's like you get what he's trying to do, but he's very he's doing it like, you know, if you just put this information out, you know, it could probably get buried. He could get found out. But if you kill people and put this information out, then people start to listen. But sometimes it's not the right people. And he gets like crazy extremists, which we all kind of know what that's like nowadays. And so, like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to spoil too much, but things get out of hand and batman bruce wayne has to step up to the challenge and maybe get out of his comfort zone a little bit as either character to finally get get down i won't say solve a riddle because i feel like he doesn't really solve it by the end of it um because and like one of my friends like uh colt 45 said it best the riddler wins like i'm pretty sure that's what they said and i agree the the riddler gets what he wants at the end and it happens except you know the big destruction of the city and uprooting of the city doesn't quite happen but like all goals that he sets out to do happen except for like one final thing but that's because the the city of gotham decides to come together and they all rise up to help things um so i don't know but like i said I thought it was a good good movie, man. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed where it went. It, it didn't bog me down with Batman's parents dying and like we know they did. Like we've seen how many Batmans by this point. We know his parents are dead. We know there's pearls and you know there's a, a small mention to it, but there's also mention that maybe Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, was not the most stand-up-ish guy that you may have thought he was like it like it it plays on these things of corruption and how good people either make bad decisions or mistakes that lead them down completely different paths than what they should have started and i i liked it man i like that you know everyone wasn't perfect in this and bruce's parents weren't perfect in this and i I just thought it was good. Like, I hope Robert Pattinson does another Batman movie. I I put this one on par with the um, Nolan Ryan Batman, like the Christian Bale version of it, and not like, oh, it's like the action of it. Because, no, I, I think the Nolan Ryan and Christian Bale ones are more action-y than what you get in this version. But I just like the tone of this Batman, the Batman movie, better. Although it is very dark, and I mean, like visually, it's very dark. <laughs> I thought it was good. I would, I want to watch it again. I want to watch it with Casey because I think she would like it for Robert Pattinson and his emo boy look. But 
Yeah, man. Definitely. If it's something you want to check out or if you've been looking to get HBO Max for a while and just needed an excuse, I think the Batman is the perfect excuse for that. And if you have HBO Max and haven't seen it, then the fact that you can just watch it is a perfect excuse to uh, watch the Batman. So we'll see what happens. You get also an end credit. I think it was an end credit. Or no, maybe it wasn't in credit. It was like in movie scene with the Riddler and a cellmate who I'm pretty sure is the Joker. Like, I mean, it's obviously the Joker. But, you know, that's whatever. If they do another fucking Joker, like, it's whatever. Do a Joker. I don't care. I mean, I do care. I'd rather you not do a Joker because we always get a, a Joker. But, like, do do someone else, man. I thought the Riddler was a good choice. Because it's someone who can be equally smart and challenge Batman. And he's not dead. So he could come back. And better. And better better cost. No, I don't know. <laughs> but that's, it. that's pretty much all I want to talk about, guys. I need to get into reading some more comic books. I've been reading manga. And that's kind of really how I've been passing my time. And it's so hard to pull away from manga to go read western comics because i'm i like manga man i like reading it i like the romance stories that i'm reading maybe i'll talk about those here maybe that's what we'll do next i don't know like maybe a top five manga that i'm reading and then i can tell you why i like them and maybe you can check them out anyway that's all i got for the episode today thank you guys for listening i can't believe i talked for as long as i did and we will talk to you guys next week be sure to go check out all my social media, you can follow me on Instagram, and that's at Small Town Nerdcast. And small is all spelled out. It's all spelled out. Small S M A L L Town T O W N Nerd N E R D Cast C A S T. That's over on Instagram, or you can follow me on Twitter, where I also post, and that's at Small Town Nerdcast. But small is just S M Town Nerdcast. So. There you go. And then, of course, I have the website where, you know, where, well, if you're listening to the Apple podcast is where you listen to it, or you can go on Podbean, and I have my website there where I have links and all that kind of great stuff over there. So go check that out. And that's that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. I was going to say bri out again because I'm just so used to it, but we'll just say peace. <laughs>